You are listening to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, your go-to source for unlocking your true soul purpose and unleashing it into your business. I'm your host, Coach Holly Marie, and I'm a reformed old-school business strategist turned spiritual business coach. I'm now helping you to tap into your spiritual power and build it into a business that not only changes the world, but brings you abundantly flowing money while you do it. Stay tuned for an epic show ahead and be sure to share your listening experience on Instagram, tagging me at Coach Holly Marie so I can share the love. Now, grab your crystals, light some sage, and let's get hunting for purpose. Hello, hello, my beautiful spiritual listener. Welcome to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. Today, I'm taking a really kind of sharp turn in this solo episode, and I'm going to address what I feel is my experience in what is happening in a global movement right now regarding racism and dismantling racism. But in particular, I'm approaching this from the viewpoint of being an Australian in this experience. I know that so many of my listeners are American and so many of the people that I work with and that I follow are American. And so I can have this tendency to kind of get caught up with American cultural issues. But specifically in this episode, I, I want to address what is happening for me as a white Australian and what I have seen and and received feedback on what is happening for Indigenous Australians during this time regarding racism in our country and why that's even a spiritual issue. You know, what what's that doing to energy? What's that what's that reflecting for us spiritually? You might hear in my voice that my my voice is definitely pretty raspy. It's definitely struggling and I'm making a really deliberate choice to record the episode now with this voice. Right now I have a cold. I'm just experiencing a cold and the reason that I'm choosing to record this even with the cold when I would normally be resting my voice is that for me when I have gone through um, a level of spiritual awakening, my body actually receives a cold or allows in a cold to help with the detoxifying process. This has happened for me every single time I have gone through any level of major spiritual awakening. So um, it was definitely, you know, on my agenda that this might happen. And really, I view this as a supportive, collaborative effort from my body in helping me detox old stories and old energies that are happening. And that's why I wanted to record this episode, even with the raspy voice and even with the blocked nose, because it's important that 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 message in itself gets through. Um, A significant number of my past clients and people in my audience also experience this. And I know that it's challenging when it first happens because our instinct when we have these spiritual ascension symptoms if physically in our body is to say, oh, well, I, I need to put the brakes. I need to pump the brakes on this. I've got to stop. I've got to slow down because obviously my body's overwhelmed and it's struggling and something's wrong. And so I need to, I need to stop and I need to paralyze and I need to kind of, you know, hold still and not take any action. And I believe that it's, it's the opposite. This this is our body's way of being a very, very supportive collaborator in detoxing everything that needs to be released. We have what we call issues in our tissues. We hold energy in our cells. It's held in our tissues. There is cellular memory of our old beliefs, our old energies. And in this case, our old racial biases 
They are all from ancestral energy that gets passed down generation to generation. But additionally, they are our own energies. They are our own stories. They are things that our body has held and housed and, and grasped onto because we've told it to. And when we start asking it to not do that, then it needs to find a way to release it and to release physical energy that comes out physically. So if you are somebody who has experienced this before, maybe you've gotten migraines, maybe you've been exhausted, um, maybe you've gotten you know hives or a rash, maybe you've gotten a cold, maybe you've had some sort of like digestive purge, like vomiting or diarrhea or you know a lot of bowel movements. Please know that this this is not a symptom for you to take your foot off the pedal and pump the brakes. This is a this is a symptom and a signal for you to say thank you, body. Thank you for processing this with me. Thank you for detoxing all of this stuff. This is my confirmation that yes, in fact, I am going through a spiritual awakening and I will allow my body the support and the rest and the nurturing that it needs as it detoxes this, but I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping my spiritual awakening. So there's that first little bit for you, <laughs> a little a little throw out as to why I'm I'm recording this now. But let's dive into this this issue of racism that is really coming to the forefront right now. Obviously, this has been sparked by um, an incident in America of racial violence with the murder of George Floyd from four white police officers. This was filmed. The content then went viral online, and that has sparked uh, thousands of protests across the nation of America. That has trickled down into other countries. I, I recorded an IGTV about this today after polling my audience to say, hey, I'm going through this real experience of spiritual awakening around my racial bias and deconditioning all of that. And I'm struggling to articulate this journey as I'm going. I'm going to start recording daily videos as like a personal diary. Do you want to see that? Do you want me to share that personal video diary? And unanimously, everyone said yes. So this this podcast episode really is in part the same kind of thing. This episode really is me sharing this experience of what racial awakening am I having as an Australian during this time? And also to give you a little bit of insight into um, the, the constructive work that I'm doing here in the background on multiple different layers in the hope that that really gives you something to aspire to and work towards and take action on. Because in this moment, at this point in time, inaction is unacceptable. This is not a moment to pump the brakes. This is not a moment to be overwhelmed by as empaths by the energy that we are receiving, but this is a moment to be sparked into action and into dismantling these old energies and these old stories and really into toppling a system that has been based on oppression. So rather than speak about the American situation, I'm going to be speaking exclusively about the Australian situation here. Now, in Australia, what we're experiencing right now is that we still have quite a majority voice of white Australians who are saying, look, this is an American issue. This this murder happened in America and it's terrible and it's sad and it's disappointing and it's very violent. And gosh, isn't it bad that America's imploding and America's having this, you know, civil unrest? But geez, that's just the Americans. And even our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has repeated this sentiment saying um, the death of George Floyd has made me reflect that, wow, aren't we the lucky country here in Australia, but we must be mindful not to impart other nations' issues into our own nation. 
let me establish something really, really clearly for those non-Australians who might be listening to this. The racial history in Australia is crueler and deeper and less progressed than any other nation in the world. Australia's history of racial oppression and of racial violence is very fresh because it still continues. It is absurdly cruel. Australia was colonised by the British Empire 200 years ago, 300 years ago now nearly, 1788 it was colonised by the British Empire and in fact it's still written into the terranalis of our constitution that the land was found uninhabited. The land was found uninhabited when in fact the Indigenous community here, the Australian Aboriginals, are the oldest living Indigenous culture known to mankind. They had been here on the Australian shores for thousands of years as its custodians. And in our constitution, it is still written that they were never even here, that the land was here for the taking. When what in fact happened was that they were, of course, immediately brutalised. They were murdered. They were taken into slavery. They were oppressed, heavily hunted, oppressed, violently brutalised, and and not just temporarily. That went for a significant period of time. The British Empire then colonised Australia with convicts. They brought criminals here to Australia to colonise this nation, to build it and to kill Indigenous people, to kill the first Australians. We then moved into much more complex cruelty by what we call the stolen generation, where the government stole Aboriginal children from their parents to take them into uh, boarding schools and finishing schools. They took them into slavery. They took pale-skinned Indigenous people and rehomed them. They indoctrinated them and rehomed them with white families to try and make them white. And this is not something that happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago. The stolen generation was still occurring up into the 1970s. In fact, even into the 1970s, Indigenous people in Australia were still classified as flora and fauna. Just catch that for a minute. Up until 40 years ago, Indigenous Australians, the people who were custodians and owners of this land that was taken over by white people, were considered plants and animals. They were not even considered human up until the 80s. We still have living Indigenous people that were stolen children. We still have living Indigenous people who were slaves people who saw their families murdered. This this history of racial cruelty and violence and oppression in Australia is very, very fresh. It's very fresh. And yet we additionally have the same racial complexity that America does as well. We still have racial violence to our Indigenous people from police brutality. We have systemic racism on so many levels in Australia, whether it is from our government system, our welfare system, our own white privilege and indoctrination regarding Indigenous culture. And additionally, what we have here is is almost this uh, like trophy system. I once heard an Aboriginal comedian represent it saying that um, in Australia, with our Indigenous people, what we like to do is treat them like they're the good China. 
you know, the good china plates and, and silverware that gets put away in the cabinet. And when international visitors come over, we, we take them out and we polish them up and we put them out on the table as if we use them all the time, as if this is just the way that we live. And then when the international visitors leave, we put them back away in the cupboard and they don't get brought out again. And that that is such an accurate representation of of the current cruelty one layer of the current cruelty to indigenous people in this country is that we use them like trophies we don't just oppress them we don't just kill them we don't just allow them to be brutalized we also then bring them out like a trophy polish them up for our international guests and say look how progressive we are look how racially inclusive we are and then when the visitors leave we put them back away again And so I recognize that internationally, Australia is seen as this very, oh, you know, like racially diverse and inclusive country. And that in itself is an illusion and a complete fallacy. That's the historical context, really, of what's happening here in Australia. And white Australians, I believe, are very intellectually aware. We're very intellectually aware of all of this, but we're not spiritually aware of this. We don't fight for the rights of Indigenous people. We don't use our voices. We don't take a stand. In fact, we are largely people who believe that we are non-racist because we are not violently racist, so therefore we are non-racist, but we are certainly not anti-racist. We certainly benefit from this white privileged system, and we certainly continue to perpetuate these oppressive systems towards our Indigenous brothers and sisters. We view them as less than, right? And what we find is that we have this very fluffy ignorance here as white Australians when we're asked, do you know an Indigenous person? We'll say, oh, of course I do. Of course I do. You know who we know? We know the athletes. (laughs) We know Kathy Freeman. We know Adam Goods. We know these very few Indigenous people who have performed to extraordinarily high levels and have used their platform to try to bring awareness to the racial inequality in our nation. Those are the people that we deem that we know as Indigenous people, when in fact, we don't personally have any Indigenous connections in our lives because we live in this white society, this whitewashed place All the people that I know are white. All the people in my life are white. All the people that feed into my belief systems and my understandings who speak into my life, they are white. We amplify our own white privilege by surrounding ourselves with other people who are also living in white privilege. And so while we might intellectually have an understanding of race in this country, we certainly do not have a spiritual or an energetic understanding and awakening regarding it. That's the position that I now find myself in. If you are loving this episode, make sure you take a minute to jump into the show description and hit the link for my free guided somatic experience. This powerful free video download will connect you with the somatic power source in your own body and unlock it for daily spiritual alignment into your business. But for now, let's head back to this episode. Two weeks ago, I had a significant spiritual awakening to my own white privilege and my own racial bias. And over these last two weeks, I've been actively harnessing that spiritual awakening. 
I've been processing this energy, the global energy, my own inner energy around shame and guilt as I look back on all of these circumstances and times when I have actively used my white privilege, when I've actively been racially ignorant, when I've actively been racially oppressive. I am processing my own shame and my own guilt around all of these things, as well as processing the energy from the collective that is happening globally right now. And I'm educating myself. I'm actively harnessing this. I'm stepping into this. I'm educating myself. I'm bringing Indigenous voices into my space. I'm flooding my social media with it. I'm reading books. I'm watching documentaries. I'm taking courses. This is exhausting energetic work. This is this is almost debilitating in how overwhelming it is. And this, this is the burden that we need to shoulder. I can't say that any more plainly than that. This is the burden that we need to shoulder now. The Indigenous people in our country have been shouldering this since 1788 and we have never shouldered a single iota of this energy or this understanding. And so I will not excuse myself from action and I will not excuse the inaction of other white Australians either by saying, oh, well, I'm an empath and this is overwhelming and I'm doing this energetic work. And, well, I just need to, you know, I need to stop for now because this is too hard. This is too much. It feels it feels too overwhelming because I'm so spiritually connected. No, as spiritually connected people, as empathic people, we are privileged with the ability to feel and process and understand this energy. And therefore, we are the spokespeople that do need to step up, that do need to shoulder this heavy work, that do need to allow ourselves to go into a spiritual awakening regarding our racial bias. It's so challenging. It's so confronting. It's so riddled with shame. When we truly allow that energetic and that spiritual awareness to come, then we need to see the times we have been culpable perpetrators of exactly this system that we are now actively trying to dismantle. That is the reason that we shy away from this. That is the reason that we, we step away and we try, to, we try to scapegoat this into saying this is an American issue. Because if each of us as individuals in white Australia, if, if we really spent this time if we really took this heavy spiritual burden of recognizing what racial infrastructure really is in place here then we need to hold ourselves responsible for the times that we have actively held up that system and for all of us for all of us every single white australian we have our own stories that bring up shame that bring up guilt and that bring up embarrassment when we start looking into that because every single white Australian has benefited from the privilege of our Indigenous brothers and sisters being oppressed for a hundred years. And I know that's hard. I know that's hard. And what's important for me right now is that I use my voice to not allow that to be whitewashed over. That I don't allow spiritually awake people to say, oh gosh, this is just too heavy a load for me to carry, so I'm going to put it down. No, as spiritually awake people, we are the ones who are called to spiritual activism. We spend our entire lives saying, I want to change the world. I want to change the world. Heck, I want to change the world. I want to really impact people. I want to change things. I want to leave a legacy. I want to have a voice. I want to have an impact on this earth, on the time that I'm here. This is the pinnacle of that. 
spiritual activism, whether it is around race, whether it is around gender inequality, whether it is around oppression of minorities, whether it is around, you know, world hunger, whether it is around, you know, dictatorships, civil unrest, war, these things, these are our areas of spiritual activism. These are the areas in which we change the world. And right now, there is a tidal wave of change occurring around this racial oppression that has been in existence for centuries. Now is the time to jump onto the tidal wave. The doorway is open. It is wide open. And if we as spiritual people cannot shoulder our burden and our responsibility of introspection and outer action during this time, then we are not truly spiritually awake. And if you as a white Australian or a white American or a whatever other nationality you are as a white person, if you are not allowing yourself to be spiritually awakened to the true energy and the true oppression and the true existence of white privilege and racial oppression globally, then you've got some work to do. You've got some work to do. You need to confront yourself with this. Perhaps this looks like you forcing yourself to watch these videos of racial violence. That's what it took for me. I had to see it to really have that unlocked, right? Over the next couple of episodes, I'm going to be talking about in a little bit more detail what what this experience of deconditioning my racial bias has looked like, the things that I'm doing. But for right now, I wanted to let you know that one of the major actions I'm taking in the background, as well as navigating through this energetically and spiritually and and doing the work to really decondition my biases to look at them to educate to relearn australian history what i'm additionally doing is i'm i'm creating a project called sharing indigenous voices i'm gathering the voices of indigenous people from around australia individuals community groups um charities indigenous run government bodies businesses, I'm gathering these voices and I'm allowing all of my platforms to be used by them for at least the remainder of this month and probably beyond. This is not necessarily a time for white voices unless white voices are being allies. And so I'm allowing my space to hold the voices of Indigenous people who can bring us that brutal awakening and awareness. It's time that we listen to them. It's time that we get educated about what truly is happening with racism in our country. This is my spiritual activism. I don't have thousands of dollars to donate to causes, but I sure as hell have a platform that was afforded to me exclusively by my white privilege. And as I sit here and I dismantle all of these structures that I have built in my life and my business around my white privilege, I dismantle them. I've pulled back the veil. I'm reallocating. I'm restructuring. I'm re-understanding truths that I didn't see before, but now I do. As I'm doing that, I am also allowing my space to be held and to be used by the indigenous voices that do have truth to bring here, that do have awakening to bring here. This is equality at work. These are the kind of things that all of us can be doing. And so over the coming weeks and months, you will likely be hearing some shared episodes here on the Hunting for Purpose podcast from Indigenous Voices. If you jump onto my social media on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie, you will also be seeing a lot of content from Indigenous Voices being shared there. And I I strongly encourage you to not turn away. In fact, I demand 
that you don't turn away. I demand that you listen. I demand that you shoulder the discomfort and you shoulder the unease and you take that and you use it for introspection. Why are you uncomfortable? Why does this feel heavy? Why is this hard for you? And what racial biases do you need to start deconditioning? What voices do you need to start listening to? Start by looking at your own social media. Do you follow any Indigenous people? Do you truly have any Indigenous voices speaking into your life? And if you don't, that's something that you can change right now in this moment. Go and follow Indigenous spokespeople on your social media. Start letting their voices speak into your experience. Start doing the work. Right now is the time with the doorway open for you to do the work so we truly can change the world. We truly can change the world, but that's not going to come to us passively and it's not going to come to us lightly. We need to be the carriers of this change. My spiritual, beautiful, awake community, please allow yourselves to be awakened to any veil of white privilege that exists within you. Allow yourself to have a deeper spiritual awakening here to go through this journey. And if there is any way that I can support you in doing that, please reach out to me. Please share this podcast episode, share it around, start having these conversations. And please, please join me on social media over the coming weeks and months as I share this, these Indigenous voices. This is fundamental to our future as a nation and to our future as humanity. Thank you so much for being here, for listening to all of this. I encourage your opinions and I encourage your insights. Please, let's have a conversation around this. You can email me. You can DM me on Instagram. You can find me on any of my social media platforms. Please write a review of this podcast episode and share it. Screenshot it. Tag me. Share it, share it, share it, share it, share it. That's the very least we can do as spiritual people in this time. Thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait to chat to you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hunting for Purpose. If you love this episode, don't forget to take a photo or a screenshot, jump on over to Instagram and tag me at Coach Holly Marie on your stories or your posts so that I can share the excitement with you. We will definitely be meeting again on the next episode, but until then, keep hunting for your purpose, babe.